Welcome to the Kingdom Life Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Kingdom Life Podcast. I'm glad that you're here with us today. And, uh, you know, I really hope that you had a great holiday, great Thanksgiving, that you were able to take some time and um, eat a lot of food and also at the same time spend some time and, and just reflect on what you're thankful for and um, be able to set aside that, that special time with family and kind of reconnect with maybe some of your long distance relatives that you haven't seen in a while and and all that good stuff. But here we are back for another week and again I'm glad that you're here with us. Today I want to focus in on a very known word in Christianity and that word is repent. Um, there's a lot of misconceptions about this word and in fact it's one of the first things that we see preached in in the the gospels before jesus came uh john the baptist was the one that you know really came out and was and started to uh preach this word repent in fact in matthew chapter 3 verse 2 john the baptist is coming in he's in the wilderness in judea and he's preaching repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand and we know that John the Baptist, his whole mission in life, you know, his job was to prepare the way for the quote unquote, the way, you know, we know that Jesus is the way, the truth and the life. And that was John the Baptist, uh, you know, life's meaning was, was to preach and to get people ready for Jesus to come on the scene. So if we were to take what that meaning the you know, kind of the, the main traditional meaning of the word repent of kind of what it has come to mean uh, and try to fit it into these biblical concepts, you know, a lot of times they really won't fit uh, because really, okay, let's just look at this. The definition that you find whenever you look up the word repent, just in our English, you know, just dictionary, um, basically what I did was I Googled the word repent and, you know, looked at the definition. It says to feel or to express sincere regret or remorse about one's wrongdoing or sin. So basically that's what the word repent has boiled down to is just to basically to feel or express sincere regret for or remorse for somebody's wrongdoing or sin. So we've basically boiled this word down and we say repent. And, and so if we try to fit that into this Matthew chapter three, verse two, that John the Baptist came and he preached you know, repent or feel or express sincere regret or remorse about one's wrongdoing or sin for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. So in other words, feel bad or express your sincere guilt and, you know, because the kingdom of heaven is at hand and it, it just, it doesn't fit right. You know, so really what it comes down to and what we've made this word to be in the traditional sense of, of Christianity is that, you know, basically feel sorry for your sin, ask God to forgive you, he will, and then everything's okay. But that's not what real repentant, what real repentance is. So we're going to take a look at that today and see what does it really mean to repent. And in fact, repentance is one of the strongest things here. Jesus comes back in Mark chapter 1, verses 14 to 15. And you find that also in um, Mark chapter 4, verses 12 through 17, but I, or excuse me, Matthew chapter 4, verses 12 through 17. But I'm going to use Mark's because he gets to the chase, you know, he cuts to the chase and it's real, it's real point blank here. 
in uh, March chapter 1, verse 14 and 15, it says, After John was put in prison, so for a little while, you know, John's preaching this, prepare, you know, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. So he was put in prison. Jesus came to Galilee and he was preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God, saying the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe the gospel. Now, again, the, our, the, the American eyes definition of the word repent does not fit in this. I mean, think about this. Jesus came. He preached the gospel of the kingdom of God, saying the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Feel bad for your sin. Show remorse for your sin. Express your sorrow for your sin and believe the gospel. You know, we can kind of see a little bit of truth to that, but it's a very tainted truth. Guys, repentance is the most is one of the most vital keys that we have to unlocking the kingdom. A lot of times whenever we see this repentance, we just read it twice here. It talks about the kingdom of God and repentance is, is access to the kingdom of God. So if we back up from that and we and, and we taint this word and, and we take away its meaning, then we completely miss the access or we miss the vital key that we need to, unho to unlock the kingdom of God. And that, that's crucial. And we wonder why, you know, a lot of Christians aren't experiencing the Jesus kind of life today. It's because, you know, we've taken this word repentance and just jumbled it up, you know, with, with feelings and, and different things like that. And it just, it doesn't fit into the gospel where it should. So again, whenever we, we find out the meaning of this word and we find out what it really means, and we find out how that we can access the kingdom of God through this, through this word repentance we're going to be a whole lot better off for it. So let's look at the, the biblical definition of this. The biblical definition of the word repentance means to change the one, or excuse me, to change the way one thinks or believes. Now we can, if we play, replace that into what John or Jesus preached, we can kind of see that to where it starts to fit a little bit better. So let's look at this. Uh, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. So think about it like this. Uh, change the way that you think or change the way that you believe the kingdom of heaven is at hand. We all know that the people that John preached to really needed to change the way that they believed. They needed to change from this ungodly thought process to this natural way of life to this kingdom way of life. And that, that's what he's doing. He's saying, get ready to do this because the kingdom of heaven is at hand. It's coming. It's here. And then Jesus does the same thing. He preaches the gospel. Now let's talk about that word gospel for just a second. I don't want to go into real deep about it because I want to, I want to stay focused here. But this word gospel means the too good to be true news or really good news. You see, if we put just the negative context of the word repentance on it, it makes God seem like this downer, you know, feel bad or else, you know, feel sorry or else I'm not going to bless you. You know, you should really feel bad about, you know, who you've been and, and different things like that. When really we know that Satan is the accuser. We know that Satan is the accuser of the brethren and God doesn't do that. God is into liberating people, not binding people up. So this word gospel, the good news of the kingdom of God. Everything about the kingdom is good news, guys. It, it, there's nothing bad in the kingdom. There's no sorrow. In fact, you know, in Proverbs, it says that the blessing of the Lord makes you rich and adds no sorrow to it. I mean, that's good news, right? 
So how can we add that in to, you know, this whole concept or this whole idea of expressing remorse or feeling sorry? And I'll kind of show you where that idea came from, but how it's also, it's not the whole idea. Again, there's some truth to it, but it's not the truth. It's not the whole truth. And we need the whole truth if we're going to access and unlock the kingdom of God. So, again, the biblical definition is to change the way one thinks or believes. So we're going to go from thinking naturally, we're going to change the way we think or the way that we believe to a kingdom mindset. So what does that sound like to you? That sounds like Romans chapter 12, verse 2, right? To renew your mind. And whenever you renew your mind, you're going to be transformed because you're changing the way that you think. You're going to start thinking kingdom thoughts and you're going to start living kingdom life. So now watch this. All sin comes from wrong believing. You sin because you believe wrong. You know, you might think, well, you know, I know this person that's stuck in adultery. Well, they don't trust Jesus enough to work out their marriage and they don't believe him enough and rely on him enough to see their marriage get fixed. So what do they do? They shortcut to the flesh and they try to, you know, get their needs met through the flesh and it doesn't work. Again, that's sin, and it comes from wrong believing. So if we're going to fix our outward behavior, see, a lot of people want to fix our outward behavior and try to get us to closer to God like that, and it never works. We end up feeling frustrated and, and everything like that. But what we really have to do is we have to fix our heart issue. We have to fix what we believe, and that's going to change the outside. So as Christians, instead of living from the outside in, we should live from the inside out. So all sin comes from wrong believing. <clears throat> so think about it like this. You know, Jesus, you know, he has liberated, he set us free, he's paid the penalty for sin. Jesus took our sin upon himself and he took the judgment of God upon himself. So that way we don't stand in judgment for God because we believe in him. We receive him as Savior and as Lord. And so he's taken our place and taken our punishment for sin. But watch this. Again, according to Romans chapter 12, verse 2, we have to renew our mind to see that transformation. So if we're stuck in a certain sin, God's not just going to come and get us out of it automatically. It's not going to be like, God, you know, will you help me with this? And then God just, bam, you know, and we're out. You know, there's a process that we walk through. God wants to partner with us. He wants to partner with us to see the glory of himself within us. You know, it's been said that the glory of God is man fully alive. You know, I say that a lot. I, I believe that wholeheartedly. But you see, God wants to work with us and wants to work through us, not to work for us. That's important because a lot of people, you know, they pray, you know, God, help me stop smoking. God, help me to stop eating too much. God, help me to do this. God, help me to do that. And that's fine. That's we should pray those prayers. We need the help from the Holy Spirit, but we completely, we're disillusioned and we think that God's just going to do it for us. And he doesn't do that. He does not do that. As a rule, we are to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. We're to change what we believe before we change our behavior, or we change our action. So again, with this word repentance, really, you know, what people say is, is, you know, there has to be godly sorrow for repentance in order for it to be genuine. And I, I dealt with that for a long time because I've always heard that 
And I've always been told that that was true, but that's not what happened to me whenever I was saved. And I know that I was saved. I know I met Jesus on that Wednesday night during a church service. You know, we were singing in worship and I lifted my hands and I just said, Jesus, I want to know you. And I, I know that I met him that night. I didn't feel sorry for my sin then. I just wanted to know Jesus. And a lot of people will try to tell you that there's a problem with that, that there has to be this godly sorrow. You have to feel sorry for your sins in order for Jesus to accept you and for you to get to know him. And it's just, you know, again, that's part true, but it's not the whole truth because it's not an every case scenario. Now, there is truth to that. So let's look at the truth to that. Let's kind of look and see where this idea came from. In 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 10, Paul writes and he says, Godly sorrow produces repentance that leads to salvation and brings no regret, but the sorrow of the world produces death. So here we see godly sorrow produces repentance. It's Bible. It's in here. You know, and as a matter of fact, you know, if you look at the whole context of the scripture, really what he's talking about is, is that the church in Corinth, they'd really gotten off and there'd been some arguments and quarrels and different things among them. And, you know, they were treating Paul wrong and, and talking bad about Paul and different things like that. So Paul writes them this, this letter to basically fix, you know, these problems they're having to really, you know, it's kind of a come to Jesus meeting through a letter. And so Paul was kind of hesitant on sending it, but he sent it and he was kind of worried about how that, you know, it was going to work out and everything like that. But, you know, it really worked out really well and they repented, you know, they wrote back, you know, Paul, we're sorry and, and different things like that. And so it really worked for him. And so here he said, you know, he's talking about how glad that he is that this worked and how godly sorrow produced repentance in this situation. Um, we know that Peter, he felt godly sorrow whenever he denied Jesus three times. You know, the third time that the, that the rooster crowed, you know, he felt sorry because he realized what he'd done. James, in James chapter 4, he calls for sinners to mourn their sin. Again, you know, this, this godly sorrow, it is biblical. But it's not the way that everybody experiences God. And we have to take these labels off in order for us to really access the kingdom of God. And I'm going to show you that in um, Romans chapter 2, verse 4. It says, Do you despise the riches of his goodness? Talking about God. Of his tolerance and patience, not knowing, now watch this, that the goodness of God leads you to repentance. The goodness of God leads you to repentance. Not the beating you over the head, making you feel sorry for yourself, the goodness of God leads you to repentance. So this helps us to see that there's not just one way that we come to repentance. It's not, it's not just one way that, you know, we start uh, really changing the way that we believe. You know, we don't have to feel sorry to change the way that we think, although a lot of times it helps, but we don't necessarily have to. You know, think about it like this. You know, I, you know I'm married. I have a good marriage. You know, I don't have to, to feel sorry for whenever I treat my wife wrong for me to go and apologize to her. I want to keep that relationship good. So if I know I do something wrong, if I do something that, that offends her or hurts her, I'm going to go to her anyways, whether I feel sorry for it or not. Maybe I feel like I was justified, but I'm going to make it right because I want that good relationship with her. And that should honestly, that should be our driving force with God is we want a good relationship with him. And so whenever we realize, whenever our heart tells us, hey, we need to change something, that we're more than willing to change it, not because we feel bad, but because 
you know, that's what we should do. And we want that good relationship. We want open lines of communication with the Father, with Jesus. And we want to see his work in our life. So we've talked a lot about kind of what repentance is not and different things. We talked about what repentance is, you know, how, you know, the biblical meaning of repentance is to change the way one thinks or believes, how it's to basically do a 180 in how we're thinking. You know, we know in Proverbs that it says, as a man thinks, so is he. So repentance is very important when it comes to our beliefs that we change the way we believe, therefore we'll change the way that we act and, and vice versa. You know, it's a, it's a constant it's a constant thing, you know, we're, we're constantly growing and we're maturing. So really repentance is a way of life. You know, it's it's a way of life of renewing our mind and getting to know Jesus better and better. So repentance, I wrote a couple of these notes down. Repentance is not making empty promises to God that you will change only to end up frustrated. And, and I give you that from a personal example of mine where, you know, I was feeling guilty for doing something, um, you know, that I really wanted to stop. I really wanted to change, but, you know, I would go to God and, you know, it'd be Sunday mornings. I'd go to the altar and God, I'm sorry. You know, would you please forgive me? Would you please help me to get over this? And then, you know, the next time it came around, you know, there I was, I was right back in the middle of it again. I'd feel bad and I, you know, I'd feel remorse. I'd express my sincere remorse for, for, you know, falling back into that trap again. And, you know, it was kind of like this, this constant cycle. But what I had to do was I had to change the way that I, that I saw that sin and I had to see what it was doing to my life and what I needed to do different to get out of it. So my repentance was not feeling bad. My repentance was whenever I started pursuing something else. You see, you can never just stop a habit. You have to replace that habit with something else. You know, something that I did, you know, is I, I quit chewing tobacco. And, uh, you know, one of the things that I really had to do was I had to find something else, you know, to put in my mouth to, to get rid of that habit. So, you know, I would get the organic mint leaves and different things like that and, and put in that and, and put in my mouth, you know, just to break that habit of, you know, constantly putting nicotine in, you know, or putting the chewing tobacco in my mouth and dipping snuff and, and stuff like that. I had to replace that habit and it made it a lot easier to eventually quit. Um, repentance, it's also, it's not bargaining with God. You know, God, if you'll do this for me, then, then I'll stop doing this, you know, this thing that I know that you don't like. So it's not bargaining with God. It's not God taking the sin away from you. You know, remember Jesus paid that penalty for your sin, but repentance is not God walking away from the sin for you. Repentance is you renewing your mind and stepping away from that. So let's just give you an example. You know, and again, this comes from, from my experience to where, you know, the, the pastor would preach and, you know, and I would feel convicted, you know, my heart would say, Hey, you really need to change this. So I'd go to the altar. God, I'm so sorry. Would you please forgive me? <clears throat> and then I would go and, and apologize. And so that Sunday it's like, man, I'm feeling good. You know, I know that I can walk away from this this time and I know that I can get away from it and I will. But come about Tuesday, it's like, you know, this is really hard. You know, I, I'm struggling. I really want to do this. I, I, you know, my flesh is craving it. My flesh is calling out for it. All my senses are, you know, are, are tingling and, and wanting it and, and different things like that. You know, I've had a bad day, so that makes it even harder. And so what do I have to do? I have to change the way 
that I believe about this thing. I have to change the way and I have to see that one, that it's hurting me. And two, I have to find something to pursue. Instead, I have to find that relationship with God to pursue, to actually walk out of this. So the repentance is not whenever you feel sorry. The repentance is whenever you change the way that you believe. And guys, it comes from a process of renewing your mind. Oftentimes it can take three weeks or even longer for to do that. So it's not something that you just change overnight and, and do that. And I used to think that that's why I would get so frustrated. I would think that, you know, well, I repented at the altar. So now my belief about this is different. And then again, by like Tuesday, Wednesday, it's rough again. And, you know, I, I never really changed the way that I, I believed about that. And it wasn't until I got the, the scriptures and I got into the scriptures and I, I found what I needed and then I began to plant those seeds into my heart and it gave birth to the freedom that I was looking for. So again, repentance is not this boiled down version of feeling bad for sin. It's not this, this feeling that, you know, well, God, I want to do better, but I just don't know how. Repentance is actually changing the way that you believe. Therefore, accessing the kingdom of God. So what's in the kingdom of God? It's that freedom that we're looking for. It's that freedom that we're looking for. And so if you're stuck in something, I want to encourage you, don't be condemned. Don't beat yourself up. Just know that there's a way out of it, but it's, there's a process of renewing your mind. There's a process of going back to the scripture and finding, you know, whatever it is that you need to renew your mind to. So for instance, for mine, you know, whenever I'm trying to quit uh, chewing tobacco and different things like that, mine <coughs> was to find scriptures on freedom to find scriptures on healing because I knew what it was doing to my health, to find scriptures on self-control, and I start meditating on those. And so what that hap what, what happens is over after meditating on those for a period of time, again, three weeks to two months or however long it takes, then I change the way that I believe and I'm able to walk free from that. So guys, I want to encourage you. There is hope. There is freedom. If you, if you feel stuck, even if you don't, just know that repentance is more than just feeling bad. Repentance is renewing your mind. Renewing your mind is how you access the kingdom. We we'll love you guys. I hope this has been a blessing to you. Um, if, if you would, you know, you know, like the outro says, you know, subscribe to it. Uh, and so that way, you know, you'll stay up to date with all the new episodes. But guys, we'll see you next week. Hope you have a great one and be blessed. Thank you again for tuning in to the Kingdom Life Podcast. Don't forget to hit us up on the website, andygreenministries.com. And also, if this podcast has been a blessing to you, make sure you click, like, share, and subscribe. Thank you guys so much. We'll see you next episode.